I think everybody's weird. We should all celebrate our individuality and not be embarrassed or ashamed of it. Johnny Depp. I'm not Johnny Depp. That quote was by Johnny Depp. I'm, in fact, Sam, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Entrenched Podcast, where we dig our way out of mediocre mindsets. Today, we're going to be discussing the problem with self-love. Why? Why are we talking about self-love, and why is self-love such a prominent issue and such a prominent topic in our society? I think we as humans, we all struggle with self-love. Personally, I struggle to, to love myself. I'm, I'm harsh. When I fail, I, I criticize myself. We as humans can naturally be very critical of our own actions. So I truly do believe that there's a lot of legitimacy to this movement and a lot of healthy things that can come out of this. I think the reason self-love is talked about so much is because we live in the age of the internet, when it's very easy to look around you and see other people who are extremely successful, they're, they're doing things, they're traveling the world, they're getting those shredded bodies, they're, they're out there when they're per- perfect bikini pics, and it's easy to compare yourself, and it's easy to be hard on yourself and say, wow, they look like they're having a better time in life than me. So we all struggle. We sit back and and we look at the world through a very negative lens, a lens of lust almost, a lens of I wish I had what that person has. And it can be difficult to step back and appreciate your life where it's at and appreciate what you have where you're at. And that's why you have so many people who, who have this voice and who discuss this issue. Hey, love yourself. Appreciate yourself. In the words of Johnny Depp, everybody's weird. We should celebrate our individuality. Don't be ashamed of it. And these, these are all good things. I think as Christians, self-love is important because the Bible calls us to love our neighbor as ourself. And how can you love someone well if you haven't even learned to look within how can you love yourself well if you haven't taken the time to really understand what makes you feel appreciated and loved you see when you hold yourself in high esteem i believe you're more likely to choose things that nurture your well-being That may come in the form of healthy eating, exercising, healthy relationships, whatever the case may be. If you learn to love yourself well, you'll find that it's easier for you to love others well. I had an interesting conversation with someone a while back where they were talking about how they were struggling through a relationship. And I was telling them, well, it sounds like to me, you don't even know how to love yourself well. Therefore, you're not loving that other person well. And it's a very real issue where we as humans, we don't take the time to self-reflect. We don't take the time to dig deep and discover who we truly are. And because we neglect that step of self-discovery and self-love, 
We don't even know how to discover someone else and love them. We know what makes us feel loved by someone else, objectively. Maybe it's touch. Maybe it's whatever your love language is. Oh, yeah, you know, those acts of service make me feel loved. But but why do those acts of service make you feel loved? How does that connect to your soul, who you are as a person? And really digging deep and discovering what makes you tick as an individual will allow you to know what to do to dig deep into someone's else, someone else's life and love them at that deeper level. And I think that's a step that a lot of us skip. So all of that to say, this self-love um, movement, whatever you want to call it, this self-love discussion that is being had in our society, I think it's important. I think it's vital. But the point of this podcast isn't just to talk about the positives of self-love. I, I want to shed some light on what I believe are the negatives. There's, I believe there's a dark side to self-love. I believe there's a side to self-love that isn't, isn't positive. And I believe self-love can lead you down a path of negativity and even potential destruction. For example, let's say you're being told, just love yourself the way you are. And you're overweight and you're unhealthy. That's not a positive thing. You can love yourself the way you are, but you should also seek to improve yourself. So there's no balance in the conversation. You're being told, love yourself the way that you are. Yes, you should love yourself the way that you are, but you also should recognize that you can improve as a human. So personally, I feel the message from our society that's being preached is one of self-love and not one of self-improvement. So let's rewind. Let's kind of bake out that thought to its full extent. The dark side of self-love takes place when you're so focused on loving yourself that you become blind to your faults. You develop ego you develop narcissism, you think you're perfect the way that you are. All of these things stunt your growth as an individual. Also, you fail to listen to wise counsel. Because when someone confronts you and says, hey, you're not good the way you are, you can be better, here's how. You deny that counsel and you say, no, I'm, I'm going to love myself for who I am. You can become so focused on self-love that you actually develop a, a godlike tendency, a godlike personality. And that is negative. I think we need to rewind here. Because there's a part that I I skipped over that I wanted to discuss as well. And that is, how do you even learn to love yourself? So we talk about self-love, right? But self-love is actually, in my opinion, a very complicated process. And I believe it takes place over the entire course of your life. Because self-love is really, it's self-discovery. And if the things that you discover aren't good... You need to love yourself enough to change those things. 
So what is your internal dialogue when you fail? Personally, mine is I let me down. I'm a failure. This was a loss. A reminder that I'm not everything I could be. Ultimately, whenever I fail, it's negative thoughts and negative emotions that flood over me. And that's that's not that's not good. Because many times what happens is, for example, if in your workplace, if you see someone who's extremely who holds everyone to this really high standard, and when they fail, they get in your face and they tell you, you should have you should be doing better in this area. Sometimes it might just be because they're your boss and they're supposed to tell you that. But there's also a certain certain brand of people that they're very they're so harsh on themselves or on themselves that that comes out in every other area of their life. So when they tell you you're not good enough in this area, it's because they expect perfection from themselves and therefore they expect perfection from everyone around them. And you don't want to be one of those people. You want to rewind, pull it back, and when you fail, allow yourself to be okay with it. Allow yourself to heal. Allow yourself to learn the lessons that that failure teaches you and then move past it wiser and more confident. If all you do is beat yourself up over a failure, then you're missing the lesson that that failure has to teach you. And that is extremely an unfortunate waste of an event in your life. What I like to call it, and what many other people like to call it, is they are lessons, not losses. But this requires you to change as a person. If you're going to start viewing these as lessons and not losses, then you have to allow that part of yourself that beats yourself up to die. And this is where I kind of dive into the problem with self-love. Because naturally, you as a human many times will beat yourself up when you fail. Therefore, you have to dial that back and say, I'm going to change that. I'm going to love myself enough to change that part of me. The same thing happens with with weight. If you're overweight to a point where it's affecting your health, you have to say, no, not, hey, I'd love myself the way that I am. You have to say, I love myself enough to improve my life. And I think that's where, where the message is getting lost. And that's why I titled this podcast, The Problem with Self-Love. And that's why we're, we're discussing this issue and, and we're bringing it up. The problem with self-love is if you approach it in the wrong light, you love yourself for the way that you are rather than loving yourself for who you could become. So don't sell yourself short by loving yourself for the way that you are. Love yourself and seek to grow as a person. Don't be so harsh on yourself when you fail. Take lessons, not losses. Learn to adapt and overcome. Learn to self-criticize in a healthy manner. See, not all self-criticism is negative. And once again, that's where I feel this 
this movement is, is hitting on the wrong end of the spectrum. It's okay to look in the mirror and say, I want to have a healthier, more athletic body because this is going to make me live a longer, probably happier life because I'm not going to struggle so much to wake up in the morning. I'm not going to deal with so much back pain. I'm not going to all of these things that are connected to your health. And it's okay to love yourself yet make a decision that will benefit you as a person yet that decision requires you to change. So self-love many times requires change, and that's not the part that we discuss when we talk about self-love. We just talk about loving yourself for the way that you are, not loving yourself for the way that you could be. I don't want to get caught in a rant here just looping the same message over and over, but I think it's important, and I want to make sure that you're capturing this thought and that it's being driven home with you. Self-love many times means that You fail to discipline yourself. The best way to love yourself is to have self-discipline. To set that goal and pursue it, whether that be nutrition, whether that be health, whether that be physical, athletics. Do not love yourself to the point where you don't discipline yourself. Do yourself the justice of disciplining yourself so that you can achieve everything that you're capable of achieving. And as a Christian, this is vital because God has bestowed us with gifts and he has bestowed us with capabilities that if we're not careful, we will squander. There's an interesting quote by um, a Geoff Mulgen. I think that's how you pronounce it. And he says... Because you're worth it has become to optimize a banal narcissism of early 21st century capitalism, easy indulgence, and effortless self-love all available at the flick of a credit card. He's talking about the negative side of self-love. The negative side of indulging in anything that you want at the moment you want it. Rather than recognizing that's not really the way the world works. Because I'm sorry baby, the world doesn't revolve around you. I'm probably about to get a little preachy here, but it's part of my DNA. As a Christian, we have to... See that this idea of self-love is, in my opinion, actually bringing on something that um, Timothy three, excuse me, Second Timothy three talks about. He says, "This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boisterous, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy." I believe that we as Christians were not created to love ourselves, but we were created to love Jesus. Jesus. We were created to love others. We were created to love like Jesus, even unto death, even unto the cross, just like Jesus did. That is powerful. That is motivational. Someone who genuinely loves the people around them to the point that they are willing to die for them is a a type of love that could change and rock the foundation of our world. But 
that isn't the type of love that we want to talk about as, as a society. We want to talk about self-love. Just love yourself the way that you are. Don't improve yourself. Don't make strides to be a better person. Just look in the mirror and say you're enough. Well, you know what? You are enough, but you could be so much more if you would unlock your true potential. As Christians, I believe as part of the process for us loving others, like I said at the beginning, we first have to unlock and discover how to love ourselves. And in your teen years, that should be a process that you are having someone mentor you through. And if you don't have a mentor, try and find one, please. But worst case scenario, just go to the Bible because that has a lot of wisdom in it at the end of the day. Whatever the case, remember, self-love, self-discovery is just a stopping point on the road to loving others. As a Christian, you have to recognize that self-love and self-discovery is part of the process for you learning to die to self just like Jesus did so that you can love others well. In conclusion, the point of this podcast and what I hope you got got from it was I just wanted to shed a different perspective. I wanted to dig our way out of a mediocre mindset that I believe plagues our society where we are so focused on self, we fail to see the people in need around us. And we're so focused on loving ourselves for how we are, we fail to love ourselves for who we could be. I hope this sheds some light on the God of self-love and how you can fall so in love with yourself that you neglect personal growth and accountability and your calling to love others. You believe you are perfect the way that you are and that is true on the one hand, but on the other hand, it is toxic. A very wise person once told me, the answer to everything in life is both. And that is the answer to this question, problem, slash discussion. Don't become so enamored with yourself that you miss your calling to love everyone around you. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Entrenched Podcast. I'll see you next time.